One of us is rocking out to that song. The other one likes hip hop. <laughs> I like I like hip hop too. Uh, I was we were talking earlier this morning, so I went to Guns N' Roses yes, last night. And as I walked up, my friend that I was meeting there was like, "So after Guns N' Roses, should we just like go across the street to the Wu Tang and Nas show?" And I didn't realize that both those shows were the same night because I usually concerts are usually like a game time decision for me, like. I didn't decide to go to Guns N' Roses until like noon yesterday, got some tickets and and went, you know, kind of just wait and see, you know, what, the, what I'm doing that night. But I fully had an intention of going to Wu-Tang and I was like, that's tonight. Oh, shoot. But we already had tickets for Guns N' Roses, which is amazing. But I, I you know, between Wu-Tang and Guns N' Roses. Uh, my love is split between them, like like children. I love them but both you, equally. You had to see Guns N' Roses. Yeah, Wu Tang will be back sure. again. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, you know what? It, it leads us to our segment here today: buy now, pay later. Because reality oh, is, is, you had to go see Guns N' Roses, knowing that chances are Wu Tang would be back in the future. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there there will be time, and you can't see everything because everything is so expensive. But you've probably seen this. Like, uh, it's primarily with online shopping. It's this new idea of buy. Buy now, pay later. Like oftentimes if you're going to, uh, you and I have talked about shoes, for example. Like if you're a shoe collector and you go to like a shoe website, it's like you can order this now or you can do it in four payments of $25. And now retailers are starting to do that as well. Lots of places that you would purchase like clothing or sort of disposable goods, lower cost disposable goods have this four equal payments of like maybe you want to, I don't know, like a, a glassware set, four equal payments of $10. And, you know, really low priced type of things. And uh, I looked at that and I thought, how is this different than than just getting a credit card, you know? But there are a lot of concerns about this new buy now, pay later model that we're starting to see in a lot more places. So I spoke with Vivek Astvanch. He is a associate professor of quantitative marketing and analytics at McGill University. He's written about this stuff as well. And I asked him just to start off, like, how is this buy now, pay later thing different than credit cards? With a credit card, you already have an approved line of credit. For example, if I have a TD credit card and the credit limit is $5,000. Now, that credit limit has been approved after TD inspected the money that I earn and the outflow of cash. The credit card company decides what should be your credit limit. And that is fixed. So if I have $5,000 credit limit, I will not be able to spend more than $5,000 on my credit card. Now consider BNPL. BNPL, the most critical difference is that it does not check my earnings or the debt that I have incurred. So if I am um, visiting, say, Walmart, and this could be brick and mortar, or I am at Amazon website, and I buy a product, Now, at the checkout time, which is a point of sale, and suppose I'm buying a shoe of $100. At the checkout time or the point of sale, I'm I'm given this option that either I can pay $100 right now upfront, which I will pay using my credit card, debit card, or cash, or alternatively, I can pay only $25 now, and the remaining amount will be debited or will be be uh, taken away from me in four bi-weekly installments all else equal i will choose the latter because of time value of money however that time value of money i know only if i'm financially educated and wise enough 
unfortunately most lay people do not understand the how to manage money as well so if i am not financially erudite what i'll do is i because no one is checking how much i earn no one is really checking what is my current level of debt i will buy that product and i will incur additional debt now once i realize that this is plausible for me i will say why buy 100 dollar shoe because right now i'm paying only 25 dollars and my mental accounting suggested that i can pay 100 dollars so now i'll say okay let me buy a 400 dollar shoe because right now i'm paying only 100 dollars we'll worry about the future when the future arrives now there are multiple problems here as well because the company that is giving you the money which is a bnpl or the financial technology provider is also incurring a huge risk because they would they would be uh, they would incur losses if i cannot pay them back they cannot damage my credit risk because that information is not fed back to credit bureaus it's not a very guarded or a regulated system the governments or regulators don't guard it right now because it is so new that people don't even understand and let alone people even retailers fintech providers and regulators don't understand what exactly is bnpl simply said it's just a loan it is a loan that is unregulated and that's what makes me worried the other interesting thing that i found is that they don't typically charge interest because that's one of the things that we are so cautious of around credit cards is interest you know and it compounds and for people that don't necessarily understand compounding interest it racks up pretty pretty quickly so for companies or business models like BNPL like you mentioned that don't do interest how like what's the business model how do they end up making money they don't make they don't charge interest but they charge fees right and, um fees could be as high as 35% whereas for a credit card the interest or the APR is the average or the median is 15% so effectively all the people all the shoppers do not see it because they they like like you said they don't charge interest so i'm good no you are not good because you are paying fees and if you are a delinquent shopper if you are risky and vulnerable you may end up paying more than what you would have paid to a credit card company talk about cuz this is a big concern as well a lot of these uh BNPL models yeah it's it's at retail outlets or retail shops and stuff where people are making not necessarily huge purchases it's it's it feels like it's targeting a certain type of shopper is that right do you think that is that right yes these are they are targeting specific types of shoppers and specific product categories for example you will not receive an option of bnpl at the point of sale when you are buying groceries however you try buying anything 100 dollars or so buy a fan at walmart or buy a pair of shoes apparel accessories all these are discretionary items so discretion is where bnpl is targeting now in terms of the customer segments they are targeting people who are what they call this credit invisible so these are people who usually do not have access to credit cards these could be like new immigrants in canada these people are new and by definition they don't they have not submitted their t4 yet they don't have they have not reported uh, their income to canada revenue agency invariably what happens is no bank will offer them credit card but they could be worthy now they want credit so now the bnpl would target these customers similarly customers who are not who are a, 
who are not savvy in terms of technology or who cannot manage their credit. Now, that is the, uh, the negative side of BNPL. So they are trying to basically target customers who, for a variety of reasons, are constrained on cash or do not have the credit. And they provide these credit services to these customers. In a, a positive perspective to this suggests that they are helping boost financial inclusion. But the worry that I have is that because people don't know and the BNPL is not regulated, let alone in Canada, it's not regulated in America either and other countries that I've, uh, I've researched. The problem with that is if something goes wrong, shoppers do not know where to go. But that's welcome to the changing landscape of the world. This is something like artificial intelligence. We don't have laws and regulations about AI or the use of AI. Same case with BNPL. That's Vivek Aswan. She's Associate Professor of Quantitative Marketing and Analytics at McGill. Really interesting, I thought, yes. that this whole model of no interest but fees. Like, you miss a payment, they're going to get you. Yeah, and they will get you. Okay, buy now, pay later. You had a great interview uh, just in the previous segment, and we broke down all the fees and all the interest. Yeah. There's a lot to that. Yeah, it's really interesting thing, and you've probably seen this when you go online shopping. You know, like a lot of retailers now, we all know about Amazon, we use Amazon credit cards, all that type of stuff. But a lot of online retailers use Amazon web services and sell on their own website, right? And if you go to those websites, there's a lot of companies now that we're starting to see. They adver- These companies advertise on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff where say you see something you like, a hoodie maybe or a pair of shoes or I don't know, like a, a new lawnmower. It could be anything, disposable goods where they're advertising buy now, pay later. And it, this is not with a credit card. You don't need a credit card to do this. They just want to take your payment in in portions so that it's more accessible. It like gives them more opportunity to sell. It just moves more goods. But one of the things that we were talking about there is they don't charge interest on the payments, but they do charge fees. Yep. And the fees in some cases are way more than the interest. And it's totally unregulated. I'm guilty of this. You've with used a, this, uh, eh? Well, with a company called The Firm. I'll even say it straight up. I bought a Peloton. Okay. <laughs> that's got dust on it, as you can see. But I bought it, and I used the buy now, pay later thing, yeah, yeah. and it was a disaster. And then when I wanted to settle up in advance, like, for example, let's say you get a Christmas bonus or something, and right. you want to buy it, mm they don't want it. They want it on their structure, on their time, so that they can hit their fees. And so that there is an opportunity that you'll, maybe you'll miss it. Maybe you'll spend Correct. that money on something else, and then you'll miss it. Now, the guest that we were talking to, Vivek Ostvanj, he did say that one of the things that's great about this is called financial inclusion, which is something that I was on aware of, but it's this idea, like we have lots of immigrants that come to this country, maybe they don't have banking records or they don't have the ability to like get a credit card. It helps people in that respect, but there there are definitely some dangers there that we need to be aware of, especially for young people who, you know, there's a reason that they don't give 15 and 14 year olds credit cards, you know, but those people can go on and do buy now, pay later. And instead of buying one thing, buy six and have like a string of payments that, you know, and like I said, it's completely unregulated. The government's not doing anything uh, around this. There's no mm. consumer protection. Like banks are hesitant to even touch this stuff. It's a really good topic. 
I think we've got to dig into this a little bit more. I wish we had more time to talk about yeah. it because it's it's uh it's something with a lot of trip wires. Yeah, and I mean, I, as I get older, I'm starting to pay more attention to finance. Like I used to be, whatever, it's fine. I just I'll make more money and pay yep. it off and stuff. And now I realize when I, anytime I see something like that, my brain immediately tries to go like, okay, how how are these people trying to get me? That seems too good to be true. How am I going to end up paying more in the long run? And there's a lot of those uh, pitfalls here. So if you're doing the buy now, pay later thing, just be careful. All right. Well, we're going to go from buy now, pay later uh, pitfalls to on the other side of the break, talking about short-term rental pitfalls. Thank you, Scott. We'll you do it, it again. Scott Schantz joining us here on Morning So Simi.